Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Well, you know, when I was 18, I killed like 135-inch deer dog hunting. That was a lot of fun. Nice. That was pretty cool. Uh, for your neck of the woods, that's a nice, respectable deer. Oh, yeah. He was a stud. Nice 10-point. Uh, me and a buddy of mine, it was Thanksgiving Day, and a Thank pile you. of, you know, Thanksgiving Day, a pile of us started out hunting. Mm-hmm. But me and him, his family knows, my family knows, I'm not coming home till dark. If I load <laughs> dogs that morning, I'll see you at dark. Yeah. So they don't, we don't never do Thanksgiving dinner early. And uh, everybody kind of disappeared on us at the hunting club that day. And we had six or seven puppies and one old dog we carried. Mm-hmm. And we found a big track coming out of a swamp across the power line. We put the old dog on it, sent the puppies with it, figured we'd just run something. Yeah. By the time they jumped, about 20 minutes of trailing, I seen it cross the road one time, could just tell it was a big deer, mm-hmm. a long ways off. Dog split. Well, he followed the old dog and two or three of the puppies, and I followed the other four. I pulled up the next path, and as I was getting out of the truck, I looked beside me, and here comes the buck. He ain't 10 steps from me trying to crawl in the <laughs> truck door with me. Shot him. Uh, knocked him down and puppies ended up catching up with him and we found him about 30 yards off the road nice i ran back to the truck telling him hey we just killed a dang fine buck here yeah all of a sudden everybody's on the radio again wants to know where we're hunting <laughs> what's going on yep everyone's you know missing fomo fear missing out over there oh yeah you know you get hollering big buck and the whole radio lights up oh i'm sure that or we were bear hunting uh we went to a track we called hassle farm earlier this year and uh Went in there, and first time we'd hunted it all year. Knew we had a really nice bear on camera the night before, but we had like five or six different bears visit the pile. Oh, okay. So they went in there, and they put a couple dogs down on the peanuts, and they struck, and they were trailing. Well, all of a sudden, bears started coming out of there like rats. <laughs> I think we counted eight or nine different bears crossing the road. Mm-hmm. Finally, one of the guys from Tennessee that hunts with us, Daniel Conrad, he comes down, and he gets on the radio and says, boys, i just seen a nice one. There you go. They pulled down there, and he put a couple dogs on him, crossed on, I don't know, about 300 yards from me while we were actually trying to put dogs on another track mm-hmm. that we'd just seen probably a, I'd say an average bear, a 250-pounder. Okay. We pulled back down there. He's like, this bear's way bigger. We put, I don't know, I'd say 10 or 15 dogs on him. Okay. He ended up going up a tree. I bet it wasn't eight inches in diameter. I was going to say, you don't have a lot of big trees down there, do you? We do in places, but a lot of the stuff we hunt is timber company land, so yep. it's staged. Yeah. So one minute you'll be in 25-year-old pines, next year in 10-year-old pines. <laughs> yeah. Bear wasn't, gosh, I bet he wasn't 10 foot up the tree. And we shot him out. Uh, he ended up being just at 500 pounds. Nice. You guys are known for big bears down there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, we do pretty good with them. What's your average I'd say my average everyday bear is going to be 250 to 350. Okay. But every year we're going to find one over four or five. Yeah. See, where I am where I hunt, the average bear is like 150. Oh, really? Yeah. I hunt mountains of West Virginia and Virginia. Oh, so. That's a lot of fun hunting those mountains, though. Mm-hmm. They ain't really got much of a chance to do that. But a lot of the guys that we hunt with come from mm-hmm. eastern North Carolina or eastern Tennessee and western North Carolina right there on the line. Yeah. And – it's a lot of fun, they say. Oh, it is, it, and it's vastly different. I've hunted the coast, hog hunting and deer hunting, and then I've hunted the mountains for bears, so it's it's just different. Oh, yeah, ain't no doubt. So, well, Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Chris. Uh, 
Chris Tatum from Eastern North Carolina down around Rocky Point, Burgall, okay. Wilmington area. Gotcha. Um, me and a bunch of buddies, we got a kennel together, uh, Patterson and CT Incorporated. Okay. Uh, run a lot of fox dogs and deer dogs, and then a guide for Adventures Plus Outfitters. We do a lot of bear hunting as well, doing yeah. that. Which uh, I'm sure you've noticed, the listeners have noticed the, the background noise. We're at the Great American Outdoor Show. So it's, there's no getting away from it here. Oh, no. It's just loud and... It's busy, but it's it's nice to be back here finally. It's always a good time up here. Yeah. Have you been here before? Oh, yeah. We've been – Boss has been coming here for, I think, 10 or 12 years, and this mm-hmm. will be my third show, but, you know, through COVID and everything when they were yeah. canceling shows. Yep. I understand. So what kind of fox dogs and deer dogs do you run? Mostly we run walkers. Okay. Um, a lot of – me and a buddy of mine, we've kind of been hunting together for – I don't know, about our whole life, I reckon. And mm-hmm. We just kind of, over the years, his granddaddy was really big into it, Mr. Bobby Patterson. He's, God knows, he's probably one of the most well-known people down in southeastern North Carolina anyway as far as having dogs. Mm-hmm. We used to do a lot of puppy hunts and stuff like okay. that. And He actually just made his first champion uh, about a month and a half ago down at C&M at Lonnie Waters Fox Reserve. That, nice. was, a, that was a pretty special moment for all of us. Yeah. Um, everything, most everything we focus on is kind of younger dogs, a lot of puppies, derby dogs, stuff like that. Okay. So you don't keep a lot of older stuff? We do if we think we're going to keep it to breed back to, stuff like that. You know, yeah. we kind of go through them, mm-hmm. but we like to keep them young. How many head do you guys keep in between you guys? Currently in my dog pens, I think I got 11. And I think little Robbie, I'd say he's probably got another – God, I bet he's got 30 right now, maybe 40, between <laughs> puppies and everything else. Yeah. and uh, That's more common of what I hear from a lot of deer, guy, deer oh, dog guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got them all ages from got some that are ain't quite bred, ain't quite done yet. We're still breeding a couple, and some are just getting started. Some are yeah. fixing to start going field trialing. And nice. Some are, some are running. We're actually field trialing right now, running a big series down in eastern North Carolina. The, okay on the outside on deer trials, the mm-hmm. Eastern North Carolina Deer Trial Series. Okay. Well, tell me a little about the because I'm not real familiar with the trialing aspect of, of the deer dog stuff. So it's kind of like a, you know, regular field trial if you've ever experienced that. A lot of them are speed and drive type, type hunts. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think how many hunts there is in the series. I want to say it's seven or eight. Uh, a lot of them are in the Hoffman Forest, which is tens of thousands of acres. Okay. Owned by uh, – bunch of timber companies and stuff Mm -hmm. uh they'll set a boundary you know probably anywhere from seven eight thousand acres or better Mm -hmm. and dogs can only get scored inside that boundary okay um as far as a speed and drive style hunt goes first dog after the game judge has to see the game Mm -hmm. and then the first dog across will get 35 30 25 20 down to a pack score at 15 okay and he can score until he misses a dog, technically. But everybody judges a little different. Some will only score down to six or seven dogs. Okay. Um, right now, we're sitting. Shout out to Terry over at the Hunter's Horn and everything they do for all of us. They, uh, they've they actually given us a one-day option, and they're doing a hound of the year and kennel of the year. Oh, nice. And uh, right now, we're sitting, I believe, third kennel of the year, uh, fourth. Hold on, I got it right here. 
we got a couple in the top ten hound of the year, and mm-hmm. we're sitting third kennel of the year right now with two more hunts, three more, two or three more hunts to go. Okay. Sitting pretty good then. Yeah, hopefully we can hold on. We moved up this weekend. <laughs> we had one, uh, old Roscoe, he'd been, he'd been right there, and he really did really well for us this weekend. Uh, yeah. He's actually another buddy of mine, uh, Chase, uh, not Chase, Garrett Henderson, okay. one of his dogs. He uh, he did good. He placed third out, I believe, 402 dogs. Wow. That's one thing we were talking about a little bit earlier. Just the number of dogs that get put in these trials, and they all get cut loose together. It's not like with coonhound events, you're cutting four dogs together. Yeah, you have your different casts. And then, but just to cut that many dogs loose all at one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you sit there. Uh, the hunters horn they made grade graded hunts. I think a grade one is anything over 400 dogs. I can't remember exact how they graded them, but each grade of hunt you'll get different points for the series yeah and uh right now we're sitting pretty good i think we're 400 points out of second so okay we, we got another big one coming up that we had actually we actually won that hunt last year so hopefully we can go back and repeat that yeah definitely and uh that'll that'll really put us up there in the points yeah no that's awesome I, the deer dogs and fox dog stuff is not something i've done a lot of um i have had the chance to go run some deer dogs but it's something I definitely want to do a little more of. Oh, yeah, man. It's a blast. I grew up doing it. I mean, ever since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, we were every Saturday morning go load up four, five, six, seven dogs and yeah. go hunting. And you say that like you're old, though. No, I ain't but <laughs> 29 years old. But, you know, I think I was 16 when I got my first pack of dogs. Okay. I just turned 16, and a buddy of mine, Tommy Mayo, he walked down in front of his dog pens, and he said, you can have that one, that one, and that one. There you go. And uh, that's how I got started. I don't know to be mad at him or happy with him because <laughs> this dang sure took up a lot of money and time over the years, but I couldn't complain about it. Yep. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's uh, an addiction that I think everyone that's listening probably has. and so. Oh, absolutely, man. It's, there's nothing like, I mean, to me, especially I've always really liked messing with young dogs, mm-hmm. raising them. I've always kind of bred my own. Yeah. And taking something from nothing to turn it into something that most people would be proud of i'd like to think yeah no I, I, see i've not raised a bunch of dogs but my the best dog in my kennel right now he was one that was born at my house and it, there's just a bit difference of even getting a pup and running and training it versus one you know that was born at your house oh absolutely i mean i've got right now in my kennel i've got 11 i just lost one of my best ones she was like 13 years old she's one of the ones that i got when i was like 16 yeah and she was a puppy then but uh so i've got five that are older by older i'd say six years older older mm-hmm. and uh then i've got six young dogs that are okay. all 18 months and younger mm-hmm. so we're gonna find out what them young dogs got this year during yeah. deer season they they did pretty good last year a couple of them really surprised me a little bit mm-hmm. wasn't really expecting them to do as good as they did but yeah. a couple of them really really showed themselves cool well switching gears back to the bear hunting do you have bear dogs i don't uh well i don't want to say i don't personally but my the outfit does so yeah. we we all tend them and run them and train them together yeah so now what what's in that pack look like right now i'd say there's probably 15 or so they uh mostly plot dogs a lot okay. of them come from a guy that really got our ball started into it, Mr. Danny Jenkins. He passed away a while back. He was okay. a, 
he was a he was a legend in his own mind. No, not really. He, a lot of people <laughs> knew him when he was. He always kept really nice dogs, and we're just kind of lucky to have been a part of that. And yeah, got around to uh, getting some dogs and learning a lot from him over yep. the years. And oh, I know what you mean. I, I hunt with a guy that's seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason I hunt with him is because I know he's got more knowledge than I'll probably ever have. So oh yeah, just it's, trying to clean some of that. That's the way hunting Danny is. Danny was, you know, you knew he had more. He forgot more about a bear dog than you'll ever know. Yep, definitely. But you know, mostly plots, handful of Walker dogs. We got some red dogs mixed in. Okay. And uh, everything, they clicked pretty well this year. Couple, couple mm -hmm. of the dogs. This was their first bear season. One of them, uh, Jinx. He really turned in. He's gonna be a really, really nice dog, I believe. He was. Yeah. He was starting ten and eleven hour old tracks. Okay. So you can't really complain about that from a young dog. No, not at all. I've talked to a few people from down that way, and you guys seem to have very good bear numbers by comparison to some other places. We do. We, we're very blessed in, in the number of bears that we have and the places that we can hunt because some people, you know, like you were talking about hunting the mountains, you know, it's yep. tough up there. Yep. Bears are limited, and then you got to go up and down all the time. <laughs> yeah. Our, our problems are different. It's just thick. Thick and water. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we're lucky in where we hunt. A lot of our stuff is timberland, so it ain't so bad with water. Okay. But um, I've been I've been plenty of places where a bathing suit would have been more suitable than yeah than a pair of walking boots. Yep. Now a couple of years ago, I hog hunted um, down basically near neck of the woods, and we hunted off of boats. And I had a pair of frog legs. And the guy, the guides, they're just like they wear old tennis shoes and they duct tape the bottoms of their pants. They're like. Just so nothing goes up it, but oh yeah, they're like you're gonna ruin whatever you wear out here. So it's like last year, they were a lot of them guys were picking on me because I was wearing uh, just a pair of like slip-on shoes everywhere I went. They said, "What are you gonna do?" I said, "Well, if my feet get wet, they don't get heavy." Yeah, that's the problem. You wear a boot, boot gets waterlogged. It's gonna get heavy, and sometimes we do find ourselves walking a long ways trying to get ahead of him. Yeah, especially you get a ground bear that wants to break on you and keeps moving. Yep. One of those bears that won't tree. Oh yeah, we had a we had one last year. Boy, she was she was a mean one, uh, mm -hmm. but we got her taken care of. She was about a two hundred about a two hundred fifty pound sow bear. She just wanted to sit down and she just and she was smart. Gosh, she was a smart bear. She yeah. you couldn't get twenty thirty yards from her, mm -hmm. and in a place you can't see yeah. ten, yeah, if you're lucky in a good place and. Uh, Finally, I think four or five of us got around her, and when she tried to break, a boy ended up getting a shot at her. Nice. But yeah, I, I couldn't. I mean, I'd like to bear hunt down there, but I, I can't imagine being in that thick stuff. You know, the guy, like I told you, I hunt with a 75-year-old man. Well, he told me uh, one time they were crawling through tunnels like that oh, the bears absolutely. made, and I'm just like, I can't imagine crawling through a tunnel on my hands and knees. I, uh, I wasn't there for this, but not physically in the woods i was out on the road but we were bear hunting we we're not hunting we were training dogs in the summertime because on the eastern side of the state we don't have a training season like a lot of people do we can yeah. train all year long yep and uh bear bait up on the ground and boy went in there crawled in there he was gonna catch dogs or bust a bear one you know yeah. make something happen before anything got weird yeah. and uh he was crawling in the bear tunnel and the bear broke when the bear broke it was bear was coming down the same tunnel he was <laughs> And all he could think was to lay down flat. Well, he yeah. laid down flat, and a bear run over top of him. <laughs> well, he was wearing a white T-shirt. When he got out to the road, there was a perfect bear track in the middle of his back. That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> that would be 
there, there, there might be more than a bear track. Uh, <laughs> I might have a stain to clean up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, nah, I can't imagine. That would be crazy. Yeah, that place down there, that's a place called Angola Bay. That's a, that's a thick hole, about as thick as you could ever want. A bunch yeah. of pocosin, and yeah. it's gnarly. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can only imagine. So, did you get your start running deer dogs then? I got my start running deer dogs. Uh, some of the clubs that I hunted in, uh, we had groups of bear hunters that hunted, and I mm -hmm. was just deer hunted. And then one of the clubs that I grew up in made a change in the rules where we can only deer hunt with dogs. I think it was three days a week. It was like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays or something, trying to take the pressure off of it, which I think was a good thing for the club in the long run. But the bear hunters could hunt every day. Okay. So when I was in college, I had days off of school where in the week, well, I couldn't run my deer dogs. Yeah. Well, these guys was bear hunting. If I could run it with a dog, I want to hunt it. Exactly. So I kind of fell in with some of them. Okay. And uh, started picking it up there probably when I was 18 or 19 and and just progressed throughout the years and wound up working with Ashley over here. And yeah. He's really got me into it a lot more over the years. Back then it was more of a something to do, and, and yeah. now, it's, now it's really fun, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Now, when you started running deer dogs, how old were you? When I first started running deer dogs, I mean, my daddy was changing my diaper on the tailgate. Okay. So um, you, you were raised in it then? I was raised in it. Oh, yeah. My family, uncles, daddy, everybody at one point in time or another had deer dogs, and mm -hmm. we hunted all over. And then when I got 16, when I, as soon as I turned 16, like I said, my buddy gave me three and got me yep. started, and it's it's been a, a sickness since. <laughs> I've had as many as I think the most I ever had at one time, I had almost 40. Oof. Can't imagine, especially with dog food prices. My gosh, I'm I, telling I, you. That's what I've talked about. Every every guy I've talked to here today, that's the the, the consensus is dog food prices are killing us. My lord, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely getting more expensive by the day to keep as many, and yep. it's hard to go from keeping a bunch to not. But I reckon I'll just keep feeding them. <laughs> so what's the the plan for the future then? Uh. Hopefully win this point series, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, just keep just keep on baiting, keeping the bears around. Right now, we're just trying to keep the bears there, and mm -hmm. then uh, finish out this series. Uh, got a few field trials planned coming up inside the fox pens. Okay, I think on the 18th, me and Garrett and little Robbie, I think we're gonna go up to pools and carry. I think we're gonna carry about 20 up there. Yeah. Uh, I've heard about pools. I've heard it's it's pretty good, big. Trial. Yeah, it, it's a really nice facility he's got up there. I hadn't been there in in a while, just because it's it's a ride from the house. Mm -hmm. Um, right there around the house, we got a handful of pins. Uh, Triple B, Vaden Bonds pins. I think about twenty twenty five minutes from my house, and yeah, that's a really nice facility he's got over there. He's got a two day coming up in March. Uh, I think we're planning on carrying some to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, awesome. So. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Dogs act like they're ready anyways. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Like I said, I like stories, so you got to give me at least a couple more. All right. Um, let me think about that. I'm trying to think of a good one. Oh, I got a good one. So I was talking about some of them young dogs that did pretty good this year. Mm -hmm. So I carried uh, one of them. I got a pair of mates, two male dogs. Uh couldn't really think of a name for him when I got him, and I just thought and thought and thought. One and just one day we just started calling one hunting puppy and one fast puppy. <laughs> Here they are, 18 months old. That's their names. <laughs> and uh, 
I had it was me and my buddy Peyton, and I think he had he had five or six dogs of his in the box, and we rode together that day. And I had hunting puppy, fast puppy, one of mine poacher. He's an older dog. He's eight or nine years old, and uh, a dog named Sadie. She's seven or eight years old. And we pulled up to an Oak Ridge, and there was a big bay off the backside of it. And we turned out and hunting puppy babbling. I thought he was babbling. As soon as he hits the ground, his feet, as soon as his feet hit the ground, he was every breath. Yeah. And I'm yelling at him to stop. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't probably eight, nine months old then. Oh, yeah. Why would you think he was doing anything other than babbling? <laughs> yeah. As soon as he hit, as soon as them older dogs hit the woods behind him, they were every breath. And I said, well, maybe he's not lying. <laughs> so... Like, I think it was a week later, we were hunting at Birch Creek. I went to a place called the Gross Nickel. It's right on the backside of this big creek, this big swamp, nasty, thick. Turned out, same thing. He hits the ground. He's every breath. And I'm yelling at him again. And about that time, between me and them, here comes eight point. <laughs> and it runs right in front of me. I didn't have a gun. I was scrambling for a gun, a radio, something, anything I could get my hands on. Yeah. I run back to the run around the truck, get to the truck, grab my shotgun. Buck gets away. Run back to the radio. Went to screaming and hollering on the radio. Little Robbie calls me on the phone. He says, "Tatum, are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm fine. Why?" He said, "I thought you shot yourself or something." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "There's a big buck coming to you. My dog's is running him." He said, "Oh, well, I gotta go then." <laughs> And uh, Buck ended up getting away from us that day, but it was pretty funny. He, yeah. he thought something had happened. They they used to joke about me at the hunt club that they could tell how big a buck I'd seen, whether they could understand me on the radio or not. <laughs> you get that excited, huh? Oh, yeah. There ain't nothing like it. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's the same excitement whether you're running a 10-point or an 85-pound doe, mm -hmm. especially when you don't know what it is. Yeah. When them dogs are coming to you and the bushes start breaking, you don't know what it is. Yep. It could be the biggest buck of your life. It could be a four-point. It could be a 60-pound year that you're going to catch dogs off of. Yeah. It's all the same. And that just shows that you, you definitely have the addiction. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I will tear a truck up over a good four-point. <laughs> How many trucks have you gone through? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good question. Well, for all the listeners, you didn't just see the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plenty. I think, uh, let's see, at least five or six. <laughs> I know I had a black Sonoma. I had a gray Chevrolet. I got a red GMC. I had a, I had a Ford. I had an F-150. I had a Ranger. I had a Toyota. I don't know. It's a bunch. <laughs> They they were they were disposable to me. Yeah, I can only kill the deer once. I can buy another truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a common sentiment among a lot of hound hunters. <laughs> oh yeah, you only get you know you only get so many t months out of the year where you can actually really do it and really enjoy it. And yep. I want to take the best advantage of it I can. Yeah. Now obviously you're working for an outfitter, but um, what do you do in the off season? Like, uh, run dogs a lot of times. Uh, like right now, you know, obviously we're at the show. Yeah. I got my buddies at home. They're tending my dogs for me and keeping them run. And uh, now field trial pretty heavy. Um, if I'm not field trialing all summer long, I work on a boat uh, fishing. Okay. Going offshore, marlin fishing, stuff like that. Oh, wow. You're outside nonstop then. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I couldn't sit in an office. <laughs> yeah, it would drive me up the wall. <laughs> I understand. 
So everybody used to always tell me, figure out what you love to do and do it for a job. And yeah. Somehow I fell, fell into it face first. That's awesome. That's what I think a lot of people wish we could do. Oh, yeah, ain't no doubt. I know I do. I'm lucky. <laughs> I know I'm lucky. So it works out. You know, I got, I don't know, couldn't be any more happy with the way, way things are going for us. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? It's pretty short here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something good. Uh, what kind of dogs do you hunt? Tell me something. <laughs> they don't want to listen to me. <laughs> they listen to you every week. Exactly. <laughs> no, nah, uh, but I have a couple leopard hounds, uh, and a plot leopard hound cross, and then, a cur- and then i got a cur puppy right now. Okay. The leopard hounds, are those the Catahoulas? Or? No. Cat- no. Catahoulas and leopard hounds are two different breeds. They're similar, aren't they, though? Similar color. Yeah, okay. The way I tell people is it's like a border collie and an Australian Shepherd. Okay, I'm with you. They, they look very similar. They have a similar job, but they're two separate breeds. He used to hunt with a guy. His name was Tyner. He had an Australian Shepherd that would run a deer. <laughs> she was a funny little thing. She would only bark every once in a while. Yeah. But she was really nice for when we had these little, one of the clubs I hunted in Ivanhoe, we had these little bitty heads of bays out in like, out in the middle of a cutover where timber company come clear cut, but they couldn't cut in there because it was wet. Yeah. Like, old ponds if you will and uh you could take her and put her in there and she'd bounce around in there and if you heard her bark you better cock your pistol because there's something coming out of there yeah and we killed several really nice bucks laying in places that you wouldn't think a deer would lay with her that's pretty cool we'd shoot at them anyways (laughs) (laughs) no sometimes those unconventional dogs that work out pretty good for you they do it's like the one i was telling you about the loss this year she her name was bambi the deer dog (laughs) <laughs> uh, she was a big lemon and white dog and uh girl I dated at the time when I was 16, 17 years old she shows up at the house with this puppy she says she's going to make it a house dog <laughs> I'm like okay that's a walker not going to happen well sure enough a little while goes by and her mama's had enough of this dog tearing her house up Yep. well she don't want to get rid of the dog so I inherited it so here <laughs> I've got this like 9 month old dog at the dog pens that has no idea how to you know ain't had no training yeah Except she could sit and she could shake. There you go. So one day I was carrying a bunch of young dogs, you know, 10, 11 months old to the fox pen. I said, well, I'll carry her and see what happens. I carried her out there, and she literally outshined everything I brought that day. Mm-hmm. Just fell right into it. <laughs> Come to find out, she'd been getting out of the backyard in the subdivision that she lived in. And she kept coming back. Her ears were all tore up and everything. She'd been getting out of the backyard and basically broke herself running suburban deer in yeah. eastern North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, That's awesome. She just turned out to be a really, really good dog. And if I really think if it hadn't been for her, I wouldn't have been able to build the pack that I have today. Yeah. She, are most of your dogs like off of her or just are you saying by training? Like she trained you She, she trained own. most of them, yeah. Okay. I actually could never get her to catch whenever I bred her. I okay. hate that I never got anything off of her. Yeah. But she only cycled, I bet she only cycled five times that I ever caught it anyways. Yeah. In the time that I had her, and she never caught every time I tried to breed her. Jeez. Now, I, I've talked to a couple guys, well, a couple people here that are coon hunters, local, and uh, same kind of thing. That the one, they took a female all the way out to, I don't know, Oklahoma or Missouri, didn't catch. Another girl, her female, she said she's tried to breed her three times. Never caught. She's never caught. Man. And she's like, the one, the last time, she's like, we even took her to the vet, and there was a heartbeat, but must have, you know, aborted it and reabsorbed it. She said, never had a puppy. No kidding. So, yeah. 
Sometimes it's weird. It's like I've got one right now. She's probably one of the fastest gyps I've ever hung a collar on. As far as being able to run something, she she ain't got no brains. She can't <laughs> stick a track to save her life, but she's fast. And yeah. I, I won some puppy hunts with her and placed her really well all over. And uh, I've tried to breed her several times. And one time, one time I did get her caught, and she had one puppy. Yeah. And uh, it just didn't make it, unfortunately. But uh, they... I, I've still got her, and I'm still steady watching her. She's due to come in here about April. There you go. Now, it always seems the ones that you want to get bred are the ones that you have issues with, and then otherwise, you know, when you don't want something bred, it's, oh, something gets in the pen with them. Or? Oh, yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed if a male dog rips a hole in the chain link and gets another dog pen, you're going to have puppies. Yep, that, that's how my, my one male dog came to be. Oh, ain't no doubt. Uh, but the funny thing is, he's the best thing I got now. So <laughs> that's how it works, ain't it? It's like uh, I've got one. Her name's Mermaid. She's she's nine, I think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember. She's old. Uh, she's pretty much at this point. She's just about retired. She'll go yeah. a couple times. She's good for about a morning hunt, and that's yeah. about it. And uh, she's living out her best days now. <laughs> and uh, she uh, it's actually the first dog I ever won a field trial with when I was. I don't know, probably 21. Okay. And uh, it was funny. When I won that hunt, my buddy Clay, we were sitting there. and We were at Walnut Creek, which is over in Gold's, or it was in LaGrange. It's no longer around. And he had actually called her at the end of the hunt, and he comes to me and he goes, well, Tatum, mermaid ain't floating no more. I thought she'd, like, quit, and he called her loafing or something. Yeah. So we're, they're giving the awards out, and I'm sitting there talking. And I placed my dog Sadie. I placed her like fourth or something. So I'm sitting there happy. I'm completely stoked. That's the best I'd ever done <laughs> in a field trial. Yeah. And I was sitting there talking, and about that time they started calling the breeding out of the first place hound. And I looked at my buddy. I said, "I just won the dang hunt." And I stood there. They called it out, called me out, and everything. Yeah. And I'm still standing there, and they're all slapping me and like, "Go up there, moron! <laughs> it's your hunt. You just won." You're dumbstruck. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. You couldn't have told me nothing that day. I couldn't walk around as build as big as my head was. <laughs> That's awesome, though. But, no, I'm ready to get back after this show, get back to deer trial, and I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. It keeps you busy out instead of hunting in like a – instead of being in the fox pen where, yeah. you know, you get to see crossings, but you're not as involved in it. You know, you've already done the work to okay. be there. Um. Because in the in the deer trial world, you know, you've got, I'd say a small hunt's going to be 250 dogs. Oh, wow. And average hunt's going to be between three and 400. Uh, a big hunt, which the biggest one in our series is at Trenton. That's, this year, I don't feel like it was as big as it normally is. It was 500 and some dogs there. I think we placed one eighth and 12th and tied wow. one for 30th and had another one at 28th. Okay. And uh, something along those lines. But, you know, it's 500-some dogs. You've got interference all day long on your Garmin. Oh, yeah. And so we still run we still run our old wildlife beep-beep collars, too. So yep. as your collar jumps back and forth and you're pulling up on it, you can throw the beep-beep wand out the window and mm-hmm. double-check, make sure it's the yeah. right dog. And uh, no, I know we're at bear hunting. It's the same problem. There's so many bear hunters mm-hmm. that no matter what, you're always going to run interference unless you're hunting like – you know, Tuesday in the middle of the season, but like that, any weekend, first week, you're, you're getting interference. Oh yeah. So like we we normally carry when we go to these deer trials. There's some guys. 
they'll carry, you know, 25, 30 dogs. And they play a numbers game. We, I think we've been carrying about 12 this year. And uh, I think we've got several qualified. So as you go through the series, each hunt has its own points and everything, and then you have points for the series. Yeah. Well, the top 30 dogs from each hunt qualify for the best of the best, which is a championship hunt. Okay. So you have to place in the top 30 to go mm -hmm. to that. So I think this past hunt was at Half Moon. This one coming up will be at Northeast Hunting Club. Then we'll have one at Albertson Hunting Club. And then I think that's going to be the best of the best after that. Okay. And that's going to be, I mean, you're you're running against the best in the game there. Yeah. It's like Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just talking to another guy. I think next Sunday uh, this place is going to be dead. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, for the listeners, we're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, so Philadelphia is not that far. And no, with no. With the Eagles being in the Super Bowl, this place will be dead. No, nah, this place will be empty on Sunday and – except for the people trying to pack up and get out of here like me. Yep. They got dogs to run. Yep. No, I get it. So, well, where can people find you if they want to follow you, follow along with your, you on any sort of social media? Yeah. Stuff? So, uh, just Chris Tatum on Facebook. Uh, the, my, my personal Instagram is the real drunk mate underscores between everything. <laughs> Real is spelled R-E-E-L. It was a joke between me and all my buddies back when I, I worked on another boat. We used to drink a lot of beer, and yeah, everybody used to call me the real drunk one. So, <laughs> uh, and then uh, as far as the outfitter, you know, if you want to go on Eastern North Carolina bear hunt, uh, it's Adventures Plus Outfitters. We're okay. easy to find. AdventuresPlusOutfitters.com. We have Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. We try to keep it pretty updated. Okay. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. Yes, sir. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>